stuff, kid. All I gotta say is Portland can't say shit. for the Sounders. We just beat Austin 3-0. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm with El Presidente, Cameron Collins. How you doing, what my friend? is up, Aaron? I am doing well. I am uh, in traditional scuttlebutt fashion. I'm enjoying a ultra-rare, local, hyper-local brewed uh, beverage called Strawberry White Claw. <laughs> oh, never heard of it. Is it a yeah, limited getting- edition? We definitely need to try it. Um, you know, I was at Alliance Council meeting tonight. Uh, we had a beautiful meeting with uh, owner Adrian Hanauer and club president uh, Peter Tomazawa. And I didn't have time because I had to get home to you and uh, record with you. So I just knew I had a white claw in the fridge. And so that's what I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, you skipped out on the owner to come to me and our listeners. How thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we love you. Yeah. And I am drinking also very rare. More rare than yours, though. Yeah. Uh, a Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. And uh, no crack noises because we got excited and opened them before we hit record. So, cheers to a Seattle win. Cheers. Two in a row. And boy, was it ever a win. But let's get to some scuttlebutt first, and then we'll get into the fun. Got any for me? I got a a question for you. I was thinking about this earlier. When you make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, whether it's for you or your daughter, do you put peanut butter on both sides or just one? No. No. One is jelly. One is peanut butter. Whoa. No. See, I'm fully on club. Peanut butter on both and then jelly in in the middle. Mm, No. 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 And if you really want to be fancy. Well, for me, I'm talking about me personally. Yeah. Yeah, you can get it with the jelly in the middle and then peanut butter on all sides. I don't like I don't like the peanut butter on the top of my mouth as much. Mm. Not that I like don't like it. It's just it gets sticky. So if you jelly on top, huh? Oh, what if you pick the sandwich up upside down? Well, why would I do that when I built it? I know what I'm doing. That's why you put you put you put mustard on the bottom bun. Mustard touches meat. When you're making a mm. burger, must, mustard touches meat. Mayonnaise I on the top. I do mustard on the lettuce. bottom bun generally. That's, that's, same, uh, same concept. What hits yeah. your tongue first? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's your scuttlebutt? <laughs> I, you know, you know, it's, it's been a long Little day. Peanut butter going to your mouth, Aaron. Going on in the world to talk about. I'm sure, uh, you know, Chelsea, my club that I've been supporting uh, since 1995, um, fired oh, their coach man. and brought in oh, a new one. Shoot. Really? Yeah. And so uh, right in the middle of the season. Uh, Not yeah, even the middle. 
beginning ish middle you know it's it, the season's going on usually you do it before you spend 225 million dollars on transfer uh transfers bringing people in but uh they apparently had him bring in all those transfers and then fired him so there had to be something going on behind the scenes but uh they just brought in i think graham parsons is his name who uh is just been take takes over teams all over and and does great with them you know he, i think he started in a somewhere in one of those, you know, Denmark, Norway, Sweden countries up in the top there. Sporn <laughs> and, uh, Malmo, Sporn and Spornen. And and took took a team uh, you know, that was not a big club all the way to the championship and then came over and coached for Swansea, I believe, and, and another club. And he's he's the kind of guy that takes over a team and then does a lot with a little. So they're gonna see what he can do with a lot. My only complaint is I wanted Zinedine Zidane. Because he's my favorite player of all time, uh, but I don't know if he was interested in the job. But he was on the short list for sure. Hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, a little little club news going on there, and uh, I'm sure there's tons of other uh, soccer news. But I think I think you might want to talk about some other local sports. Uh, yeah. So I forgot to send out our picks yesterday for the Scuttlebutt Pick'em. Um, mainly because all I could think about all day was Monday Night Football. Mm, and mm. as soon as I got home, which was around five, it was daughter time, right? I only get an hour and a half with her before bedtime or so, two hours. So I hang out with her, but I'm like just looking at the clock. I'm like, okay, when are you going to bed? When are you going to bed? I don't know if you've heard of smart LED light bulbs, but basically you could have an app on your phone to control every light bulb in your house. Every what, light in the spectrum. What year What year is this that you're using your phone? I use my voice to control all the lights. In the I haven't house. integrated it. I can do it. I can do it. I haven't hey, integrated Google, it yet. Turn my Stop. living room lights red. Boom. It's sexy time on the podcast now. <laughs> End record. Uh, okay. Well, cool. Now I felt. Hey, Google, whatever. stop. Anyway, I set my house into green and blue as soon as she went down at seven. And that game was nuts. Absolutely nuts. So excited that I forgot totally to do the pick em, like sheet for everybody in the in the league. So uh, the Hawks won there. We're, we're leading the division. The season ended right now. We're in the playoffs. <laughs> this, this <is laughs> we can say the same. The, the the one week. The one week where that'll yeah. be the case. Yeah, you know, you never know. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was fun. And then the Mariners, my goodness, man. We're uh, 99% making the playoffs. Uh, won the series against the Braves, the world champion Braves. Uh, it's good. And then, this, of course, our Sounders, 3 nothing. So, as a Seattle sports fan, last three days. And I went to the Aqua Sox game. Which Ooh. they lost, but it was the last one of the season, and it's that's easy for bringing my my daughter just because it's five minutes down the road up here in Everett. So got to go to a game. I like to live in a bubble when I'm DVRing stuff, but I knew I'm probably going to find out the score of the game while I'm at this one. But and I did, but that was the the walk off, the Julio tie, and then the walk off by Gino. That was but, a heck of a game. I think. I actually think if they had lost that game and had not come back, the Mariners' season was over. I think that's the complete meltdown point. I don't know about that. No, over. I mean, I, mean, I no, I, I think they don't make the playoffs if they lose that. I think all the confidence, all the goodwill they built falls apart 
So I'm glad they'd have done. to they have to go on a really bad run. If they lose that game, they're still over ninety percent making the playoffs. Orioles uh, are, are I mean, slumping they, right now. But yeah, if if they go if they go five hundred, the Orioles only have to lose. And this is not as of today. This is as of a couple few days ago. Uh, so even before the last win, uh, if they were if they go five hundred the rest of the way at that point, I think the Orioles had to had to lose only six games. So the Orioles would have had to go on like a great, great run. So yeah, so I don't know the season be over, but yeah, probably be and, kind and, of a, a limp in. Yeah, I I think we were even if we backed in, I think we were done at that point because that was such a letdown. But watching them come back, uh, and uh, of course, I'm really excited because uh, tomorrow is my window to get my playoff strips for the Sounders. Um, I only have partial plans, so I don't get every game, but hopefully, I can pick up some when the they do the ons the the season ticket person on sale. So uh, I've never been to a playoff game at Safeco Field, T-Mobile Park. Uh, I've been to every playoff you game. You said Sounders a, f- a few seconds ago. You meant Mariners. Oh, Mar- yeah. The Sounders aren't making the playoffs. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we don't know that, actually. Spoiler, later in the show, we're going to go through something based off of some Discord questions and see yeah, where the new line's at. But yeah, yeah go ahead. But, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, Mariners. I get to pick my Mariners playoff seats tomorrow, so... Uh, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, I've, awesome. I went to every playoff game in Kingdom history. I've never been to one at Safeco or T-Mobile Park. And you've never been to a playoff game with the Mariners with me. All right, that's me just trying to get in. All right, let's go well, on. Uh, when they do the public <laughs> on sale later this week, uh, or no, it's in a couple weeks, you can buy up to eight tickets per game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you lost me at buy. And the next thing on the scuttlebutt bullet points is Alliance Council. You just had a meeting there, obviously, but um, yeah. the voting's been going on. So catch us up on that, President. Yeah, or... so, so voting for Alliance Council is basically if you get 25 votes from Alliance members, and that's anyone who is a season ticket holder or their uh, designated seat person, if they're designated, uh, you then uh, – can become a member of the Alliance Council. And the reason voting has been going on all year, the reason why people are now shooting for votes is because it is, what, halfway almost through September? And uh, the end of November, you have to have your votes by. So I think most of the council, like 85% of it, is on re-election year. Uh, So people are getting votes. Uh, I got my 25. Shout out to everyone who voted for me. if you uh, tell me you did, I'll buy you a beer. And uh, I did. <laughs> okay, I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's some other great people out there voting. So, you know, go to vote.soundersfc.com and do that. But uh, also, I do want to mention that the Sounders ballot is going on right now. And this is for season ticket holders. You get to vote on the GM vote, mm-hmm. the whether or not we retain, retain Garth Lagerway, which we, we can talk about whether or not we think we should or shouldn't. Uh, the scarf for next year's season ticket package, so it's the scarf vote. There's a constitutional update, so um, it's whether or not we should make changes to the Constitution. And the changes are very minuscule. It's fixing grammar uh, and then uh, just changing the language and the timing of the GM vote for future years. Uh, I don't. Uh, Sounders didn't include a redline version in there, but um, you know, if you if you want that, you can email me at Cameron at GrillFC.com or tweet me at Legal Minded Punk, and I can get that out to you. Uh, so, and then uh, Humanitarian of the Year for the Sounders, the Defiance, and the Youth Teams. 
So, uh, and there might be something else in there I'm, I'm missing. Uh, name of the fan-funded field? I think that's on there as well. So it's it's annual Sounders ballot. There's going to be one every year. Not every year will it be in GM vote. It is voting time. Uh, I don't know if it'll be in person again, but uh, you can look. There's that you can definitely vote. Check your email that you use for season ticket and go go vote because uh, we need to get to quorum on the uh, GM vote for it to count. And I think it's two thirds. I want to say that's what it is. So at the very least, go vote in the GM vote, uh, and you know you're going to want to choose what. Uh, you want in terms of that and that uh, in terms of scarf and that actually brings me to one more thing I want to say is naming the fan funded field if you haven't been paying attention we're raising money right now where the entire one of the soccer fields that rave does if you go to rave foundation's website you can see this is fan funded this Sunday Tacoma defiance game is going to be I guess they're not Tacoma defiance they're just the defiance now right Uh, it's going to be at starfire and every ticket sold goes to the fan-funded field. It's the final game of the season. They're playing Portland Timbers 2. So Sunday at uh, 4, uh, you don't want to watch the 49ers just absolutely destroy the Seahawks. So come on out on Sunday to uh, Starfire and watch uh, you know, Sounders 2. Support the boys and uh, support creating a fan-funded field. Every dollar from every like spent, all the ticket money is going directly to the fan-funded field. That is a great cause, and Trey Lance sucks. So the 49ers are not going to do that well. They're still um, going to eat us alive. God, you are just such a bummer when it comes to predictions. <laughs> I can't help it. Have you seen the players the Seahawks have on their team? Yeah, I have. I digress. <laughs> um, Rick from our Discord has a good scuttlebutt question for us. Y'all freaking out? That old school N64 GoldenEye is coming back out on Xbox and Switch? Oh, I didn't see that it was coming to Xbox. That's interesting. I actually have the service on Switch that it's a part of, uh, and I've never... uh, (laughs) I signed up for it, and then I barely ever use it. It's really sad. But I am very excited. We had a friend uh, in high school who lived... um, his name was Adam. He lived right across the street from the school, and we used to go there during all our breaks and play GoldenEye or NBA Jam. Um, the one thing I didn't remember, though, is that it's inverted controls, and that mm-hmm. I hope you can change that because that does not sound fun to me anymore. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can because he. So what do you? But, you yeah, that, that was I, that was. Trippy. I hope they remastered it. Oh, I'm sure it's not going to be the same bits, but. Yeah, no, that was that and Ocarina of Time were were my jam. Yeah, I never played NBA. Well, I played NBA Jam, but I never owned it. Um, loved it like arcade. Okay, people know what arcades are anymore. Um, Boom shakalaka. Yeah, from downtown. I, have, I, have, I have NBA Jam on the Xbox, so I play it sometimes. Oh, really? Well, yeah, you can be the Sonics in it. Well, that's the only Peyton and and. Uh, Peyton and Camp and Detlef. Yeah. Maybe her. Uh, anyway, Hawk. yeah. Had to mention that because I didn't know that. That was news to me, so I had to throw it in there. Oh, um, yeah. I think Golden just was announced it today. Awesome. Super, super exciting. Yeah. That, I think that game is. Because uh, you're, you're a few years younger than me, and that, I think that game has impacted a whole generation of people, elder millennials, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I was nine. 
eight. Yeah. I was playing it. I was shooting people in the face when I was eight. Totally yeah. normal. With those square graphics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's worse now, right? <laughs> but uh, anyway, some good scuttle button. Go M's. Go Seahawks. And go, go Seahawks. I'm, ro- I'm rooting for the Seahawks. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I, just, I just uh, feel like uh, the game has passed Pete Carroll by. And the best we're ever going to be is a early round knockout in the playoffs as long as he's coach. You know who probably agrees with you is the Discord member and our OG listener, Rick, who's only Seattle fan or only Seattle sports team that he's a fan of is the Sounders. It's all San Francisco stuff. So mm. he probably agrees with you. But yeah, I, mean, I disagree. They, they shouldn't have drafted Trey Lance, though. Think about who they could have That is the truth. Trey. They still got Jimmy. They still got Jimmy. What is going oh, on there? What is going on there? Pretty Jimmy just looking over your shoulder. Anyway, shall we get to the the topic at hand? Let's Seattle freaking Sounders. A resurgent Seattle Sounder team. A team that, as Rusnak said, had to look itself in the mirror that may have not have been enough for them. They listened to our podcast. They listened to that pep talk we gave them at the end of the episode. Because uh, we know Nuhu definitely hurt us and played better. And my gosh, who is this team? Where have they been all season since basically CONCACAF Champions League? I don't know. Maybe we should talk about it. talk about it <laughs> who is this team uh yeah i mean this was this wasn't just a three nil win this was against austin who's the been... number two team in the west uh and i mean the only thing i can think there's two things i think and this is just a broad broad statements not about the game but about uh positioning and players it's that we have a healthy Raul, which obviously makes a huge difference. And it seems that we're moving Nico more to the wing and allowing Rusnak to f- freely flow between the wing and a center attacking mid position. Mm-hmm. And I think that has made a huge difference, along with some amazing passes from Leva and Atencio. Yeah, I was with the last game, and I, and I had mentioned that even prior to the last episode that I thought I'm not taking credit here, but I think, I think it was pretty apparent that Rusnak needed to be pushed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we have a JP, when we have rolled on, we have our best 11, right? No one's injured. I can see why Rusnak is back there. Right. But where we're at right now, where we have been for months it was like they're just trying to stay there, stay there, be consistent. That we try to be consistent as in many places as possible, because they're being so inconsistent everywhere else. And he was so dominant in that position throughout the run to the Concacaf Champions League title. So I kind of get it, but he needed to push up because he is so creative, so talented, and so damn good on the ball. His ankle 
joints are ridiculous. He just it's like he's got two hands down there when he's just standing over the ball, just <laughs> dribbling the ball around. And his head is always up. He's just it's really impressive to watch and it's hard for defender they they key in on him their the eyes a second defender not on him is looking at him and I was mentioning that before. So I think that has definitely helped unlock the other players, including Nico, who has that same skill set, but he's just a tad slower physically than he's than he's been. Yeah, and I mean Nico you means got to see him do team. some one touches in this game that were classic Nico. Yeah, but he also had some real bad passes. Yes, he did. But that's why he's sitting over there on the wing a little bit more, right? But but I I, I agree with you. But I was uh, I I think that that move up to Rusnak moving up and then the solid play by by Leva and Atencio. Um, they got a good thing going. They've grown up together with the Sounders, and uh, I think that's the I think that's the key. I think the lineup we saw in this match and and the formation is what we got to write out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. There's our season. And, and that's the way it goes. But I, I think this is, this is the right path we're headed on right now. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is uh, in that post game interview with Atencio, he said, you know, there's never been a time where I've been upset about Danny's success or he's been upset about mine because we're friends. Like we hang out outside of soccer. We grew up playing together and all the young players hang out together. And we are excited to see our friends succeed, even if they're at the same position as us. And I think that says a lot to their character that uh, they're still pushing though. They're not like going, Oh, I don't care. He's it. I'm not going to do it. But that if they lose out, they're not starting. Like if Leva's starting over Atencio, he's not going to throw a fit and be like, I quit. He's going to cheer for his friend and then figure out how he can go and steal the spot back. Yeah, that's, I, I hadn't seen that interview. That's, that's insightful. I mean, and then think about that. I mean, they, they're 19 and 20, right? Yeah. They're playing starting with Russ, Nick, Nico, Rudy as Jordan Morris National team players. That's just the offense. They're starting on this team that won the CONCACAF Champions League. They're playing in the middle of the lumen. They're beating Austin 3-0, dominating the midfield. And these are kids. And they're having that kind of like, they're, they're not too big. And they're not, and they're standing up to the challenge. And it's, it's, <laughs> and we had Obed. <laughs> we still have Obed, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Man, this is some youth talent, and uh, we have – we'll have a question later, and I'll, I'll spoil it about that. But um, it's just something – it's super exciting for the future of the Sounders to see this happening now, regardless if we make the playoffs or not, to see those two dudes stand up and, and, and play against you know seasoned professionals on, on a, with a badge that is the Sounders on their chest. Yeah, I mean, that's – that's cool. I'm pretty excited about that. Absolutely. It's, you know, and that's, that's something that's been Garth's uh, plan from day one coming in here, right? When he made RSL into the team that had the best youth system in the MLS, and then they dropped it as soon as he left. And then he brought it in here. And uh, that's something he's always said, like, sure, our, our uh, Tacoma Defiance players are good. 
but the U18 players have a higher ceiling. The U15 players have a higher ceiling than U18. The U12 players have a higher ceiling than the U15. So, sure, they're not as good players right now because they're young, but they have the ability to go further and further. So, uh, and I think we've seen that with Obed, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, it's some. It, it's a testament to Garth Lagerway and what he brings to our club. Vote for Garth. Yeah, I mean that's what I would say for sure. I I think if if you can get in a room or on a Zoom or anything with Garth where he's talking about his plan, do it because you will come away preaching the gospel of Garth like I do. Well, if you know about those rooms or Zooms, we should join, bring it on the show. I will, I will. They used to do a lot more before COVID. Maybe next year they'll do some more again. You know what we haven't talked about is the goals. Yeah. The things that won us the game. Yeah, we had some Goal of number one. What do you like about goal number one? What did I like about goal number one? Well, uh, I think that I wasn't in my seat yet, so I was watching it on TV because my friend was late to get to the game. So uh, I, I enjoyed that it was a great run down the right side. Uh, they put the ball into the box into the exact right place. I mean, and then uh, got it over to Rui Diaz, who was able to knock it home. Um, he basically just described both goals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. Is, which is not a bad thing. No, and, and, and the thing is, both times, I thought Jordan could have shot the second one. But then looking at the replay, that was a really tough angle. Tough but the angle. fact that he got to that ball first and got it over to Rui Diaz was almost insane. Like, the defender had to step on him, and he was able to get past him. And now, of course, I'm talking about the second goal. But but in both instances, it just kind of felt like FIFA, where you can pass it across to your open player and just kick it in. Exactly. That's exactly so what I was thinking, too. It was it, the only other time I feel like it's been that easy. And I know it's not easy. They just make it look easy. Was that Dempsey goal in, uh, in his final game before he actually had the hard stuff happen, which was in Orlando, maybe? It was in Florida. Yeah, I think it was somewhere. Orlando 3 and what? he had a... I don't know if it was a hat trick, but we, I think we won. But it was the same thing where he would just be all, they just pass it mm-hmm. to him and he'd be alone in front of the goal with the keeper and be like, oh, here, boom, okay. And it was Jordan there. It was Jordan there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. So, yeah, it was, it, I mean, it, it was, it was like what we expect from the Sounders, right? That's what we've seen all these years of late. And it's how we haven't been playing. But they, yeah, knew, I, I, they knew we could exploit, uh, their right, uh, their left back, excuse me, with uh, Jordan. I mean, we could exploit Jordan any any back line with Jordan if used properly, right? Right time, right? Because his but, speed but is I that ridiculous. They, but they, yeah, they, totally. They knew for sure in this sense it's by watching film. This is what they said: we watched film when we knew we were going to be able to exploit it. And, and both goals were right down that path. I mean, we have to give credit on the second one also to Nico, who only had a single touch on the ball about midfield. Yeah, but it was and Nico got the assist on the first one, right? Because it went Jordan and Nico to row. Yeah, Jordan, and it was a slight deflection, but the path of the pass was still on target. So I don't know really know how that works if he gets like the the secondary assist or not. Um, I wish but they then, did. Yeah. Have we talked about this? I wish they did secondary assist. I feel like we have. Do they not? No, it's not uh, like hockey where you where you list two assists. Did they not used to? I just assumed that they did. No, I wish. Maybe there's some place that keeps stats on that, but it's not an official stat. I wonder if it's a key pass then. Either way, I mean, it's an assist in my heart. 
But uh, yeah, no, Nico's one touch to Alex, who then laid it off to to Jordan, to Jordan down down the the side there. And then yeah, you're right. I mean, it was a tight angle, but I mean, you have to pass it to the better the better opportunity, right? You just have to do it on every occasion. You can't be selfish. I, I mean, I think not, not right now, at least. If we're up four nothing, then yeah, take a shot. <laughs> I think because of that angle, I agree. But generally, one of my criticisms of Jordan this year is he hasn't been selfish enough. He's passed it in situations where he needed to shoot, especially early on this season. I think he was not pulling the trigger, and he needs to. He was needing to. I think it's changed now. He was needing to think less and act more. God, I just watched Top Gun Maverick last night, and that was for the first time. Yeah, I'd never seen Top Gun Maverick before. Um, Let me let me. I'll I'll say this: people overhyped it too much, and so I don't know. I still enjoy. I I watched it a second time. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was it was super fun movie, but good lord, the story is not good, and some of the acting is terrible. And really, the entire fight, like the mission they're going on, is just trying to blow up the Death Star in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, which is exciting. And know, the fact but... that they're actually in these jets while they're yeah, flying, yeah, that's, like that, that, that was the cool that's one. why I like these movies. Is that it's it's anyways. Yeah, going on <laughs> tangent of not sounder stuff during the sound. I mean, section. that's that's the beautiful part about Scuttlebutt is sometimes you go on tangents because you've been drinking white claws. <sighs> oh my god, you've been drinking white claws. Aaron Judge hit two more home fun. runs tonight. He's up to fifty-seven on the season. Uh, he's 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 gonna get it. Yeah, well let's let's get him on the Mariners next year. Fine with that. Uh, so yeah, I. My my note with both goals um, is that obviously they're very similar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of down the same side, dissecting, but more importantly, they're just incredibly promising. Like yeah. when we've had a real just trouble getting that chance creation and that offensive fluidity, like it's like that's been concerning for the entire season. And did you see it against a really good team, not against you know Houston? Yeah, even though we didn't although even Houston, Houston yeah. won again today, so they might actually be yeah. a good team. But yeah, no, totally. And, and it's something we haven't seen since we were just balling all over teams in the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah, which is a completely different just time in our life. Like that, it just, it just doesn't seem, I mean, different players, literally. Um, so... I, Considering we are on the pretty much win out section of the season, we need to win out if we want to keep this this streak. Maybe maybe not need, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But um, it was really just promising to see that and be like, all right, I think we figured it ourselves out. Now do we have enough time? Yeah. Also yeah. could have been 2-1 at half, by the way. That little sitter. That remember that remember that free kick that yeah. there's just a flurry of like what the hell is going on and then the crap we've been complaining about with our defense of just and granted when it's that kind of situation it's not just your defense well it's team defense right but it's not your defensive players per se I think it was Nico who probably should have been standing in front of whatever that dude's name was that just shinned it wide of the post yeah and they could have but that should have gone in and that would have been two one. Yeah, and they could have scored in the second half on a similar play. Uh, I think it was after our third goal, but still, uh, well, still, the whole game could have been different, you know. But similar to the Mariners, it wasn't, and it ended up being fantastic. 
The third goal. When you saw it, and you saw it on TV, right? Yeah. You weren't you weren't yeah, there. I couldn't make it. Um, couldn't make it. Had a three year old birthday to attend. Lots we, of pizza. We all thought, uh, because of his reaction, that mm-hmm. uh Ariaga scored, and I was like, he did something right. And <laughs> he didn't even touch the ball. No, he turned his head to watch it go in, basically. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he was trying to head it, but he just missed the head. Yeah. Well, yeah, he missed it. And then it hit the anyway. guy square in the back. Yeah, so I was super excited. Uh, <laughs> own goal like that just goes straight in. Um, it was fun, you know. Uh, shout out to, I guess, the Seahawks, because they put up those new screens inside the stadium uh, mm-hmm. on each side of the Hawks Nest, and uh, it's super high resolution. It's so much easier to watch replays in the stadium now. Um, I, I wish they would actually tear down the Hawks and I close up. We talked about this last show. Yeah, we talked. Uh, and by the way, uh, they, your idea of like a bar and all that, they're doing that on the lower level of the Hawk, below the Hawks nest above the the seats there. So um, yeah, my idea is cooler than that. Yeah. But your idea just in a different place is already going to happen. It's like a, a sky bar. <laughs> cool. So but yeah, yeah, no, I, mean, I totally agree with you. Cause I'm section 128 when I'm there. Yeah. I guess I'm section 128 when I'm not there. It's just someone else there. Um, but, like, it's such an – that's, for those who don't know this section, that's southwest, like right on the corner, right, yeah. which is great. I love the seat. But the south end zone screen is very angular. Like, it's hard to see everything. And then that, that, that Tron, mini, mini Tron, not even a jumbo – that's been in Hawks Nest for 20 years. It's terrible. Yeah. It's it's like my I'd rather look at my phone. It's the same right. ratio. Aspect. They don't even they don't even put uh they don't even put replays on it anymore. They the replays are on the two outer screens and the inside is now all advertising. Oh, yeah, so they they're, they're going to do yeah, they're going to do something with it. Probably yeah. my idea because they listen to the show. They should they should make it um and and hopefully the Seahawks are doing this. I didn't attend the game last night. Is, uh, it's probably the one game we're going to be able to sell this season, but uh, the they what they should do is make it the uh, hustle boards that they used to have up there. Put put the stats on that screen and have them up there permanently. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sounders and I think they did put them up there for the Sounders too. It just they weren't up there the whole time. So, what was your takeaway from this game? How did how did you feel? I mean, we won. Uh, it was a solid performance, but what what does it mean to the season? Uh, we won. Move on. Got to keep winning. Yeah. Don't sit on it. Don't be proud of it. I mean, be proud of it in the moment. Uh, this is who we are. This is like this is who we are, and it, it, that's how we need to play. Like it's a good team. We can beat anybody when we're mm-hmm. on our game. What made us beat? That's how you look at training. That's what, what or when you're in training. That's that's what we need to look at. What made that happen? Like that's a good team. They're not giving up a crap ton of goals. They're scoring a crap ton of goals. That's a good team. They did. They did right? have a rough we, we, game right beforehand, right? They they gave up a bunch in the game right before they lost. So hopefully that this is just an aberration and not something that they're now. It's what they do, you know. Yeah, for twenty nine other games, they're doing fantastic. So they're a good team, right? <laughs> so yeah. they're right. they're a good team, and we absolutely dominated them. And we're going to have concern. to rely on them moving forward. Really? Yeah. And and sometimes you kind of hope that, like, if we hit a couple slip-ups before playoffs, and like we have in years past, yeah. that yeah. we 
nail we, we kind of wake ourselves up right smelling salt hopefully we're the smelling salt for for austin because we yeah you're right we're gonna need that and actually we should get into that right now um unless you want to say what you felt about the game because th- oh, for me I, it I is just excited. this is promising right I, I think i'm at the point now where i've resigned myself to this we're not going to make the playoffs so Let's just enjoy this ride. Watch them play well. How can we build on it for next year? Um, and how can we get Nico to be a TAM contract and not a DP? I agree with that, but let's save that for our last episode. Um, we are totally a yin and yang when it comes to our our hopes and aspirations and our expectations. You're you're, you're definitely reality, and I get it. But I am I I'm a I'm an optimist you're- when it comes in here. I think I don't know if I'm an optimistic pessimist or a pessimistic optimist, but I expect the worst and hope for the best. No, that's fair. I I'm just at least with this team, this team in particular, the Sounders, mathematically out. Then obviously, then I'll I'll accept it, but I'll grasp at any straw you give me. All right, so we do have a Discord question that I. I created a exercise for us. So okay. this is back to back to Rick, our OG listener and 49er fan. Um, he said, Hey, I got an easy one for you. Where's the playoff line going to fall in the West? Not really an easy one, Rick, but thankfully I like Excel. So I went on here and Cameron, I'm not looking at you, but I am looking at my screen. I have mapped out basically Nashville down to us. When Nashville's in fourth place at the moment at 46 points. We've got Minnesota in fifth place at 45 points, tied in points with Portland, who are sixth seed, then Salt Lake, who are at the line at 43 points. LA's above us, then it's, and then obviously it's us, right? Yep. Uh, Nashville, Minnesota, Portland, 31 games played. Salt Lake, 30 games. LA, 29. Seattle, 30. I have mapped out the remaining schedules for Galaxy and Real Salt Lake, ourselves, Portland, Minnesota, and Nashville. Similar to what we did a couple episodes ago, where we kind of go through our schedule and say win-loss draw. I think we should go through that without description, right? Let's try to do our best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to uh, say, I'm going to say, I'm just going to guess at where I see the line at before we even get there. Uh, I think it's going to be around 51 points. Um, which of course puts us out by two points, but that's that's my guess just based on what I know of the remaining schedules. Um, but we could get some help. We'll see. If it's fifty-one points and we went out, we land on fifty-one. We have three games left, right? We have four. Oh, Vancouver, we have Vancouver, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and San Jose. But we'll get to that if you're ready to play oh, my game. So in that case, as long as it's not Minnesota, we would have the tiebreaker. I think it still wins, right? Yeah, it's wins and then uh, goal differential. Yeah, okay. Which our goal but, differential is terrible. By the way, I didn't have enough time to get that kind of formulaic. No, but we can figure <laughs> uh, that out. Sure. Or we just say, eh, that's where we're about we'll be. Because we're probably not going to be right anyway to get yeah. that specific so let's go through la and let's try to remember because there are some matchups here that you know la plays right and uh, salt lake let's make sure when we get to salt lake we match actually while i say it i'll just do it so anyway so la galaxy la galaxy and rail start lake for me are our biggest targets uh uh, rick also mentioned that um 
Nashville is a potential. They only have three uh, games left, and they they play Austin, LAFC, and Houston. But they have more they points than Minnesota and Portland. So, yeah, but he he had a point that two of them are probably easy losses. But uh, there are thirty. Anyway, let's play LA Galaxy, Vancouver. Who wins? Vancouver's at home. LA Galaxy. Okay. LA Galaxy at home against Colorado. LA Galaxy. I agree with you on that one. San Jose at home against LA Galaxy. I hate to say it, LA Galaxy. You know, I don't think the Galaxy are good, but San Jose is not. Vancouver's not. San Jose is yeah, seven. Yeah. San Jose has won seven games this year. I honestly think that's a trap game. So I think we should say a draw on that one because. San Jose is a funky team. LA Galaxy is not a consistent team. I don't think they're going to get three they're wins in a row. They're not consistent. You're right. But so I'm going to let's give them a draw on that one. Okay. Right. Meet in the middle. All right. Okay. This is our show, not your show or yep. my show. Yep. Uh, LA Galaxy at home against Real Salt Lake. Big match for us. We'll be watching that. Yeah. It's probably, and this is, it seems this like is that's probably one, right? that's probably midweek before the last week of the season. Yeah. They've this, got this many games left. This is the big. This is the game that I think decides whether or not we make the playoffs. Um, I think Salt Lake. All right, so LA Galaxy loses to Salt Lake. Let me get to Salt Lake's page. That's a win. All right, Houston at home, LA Galaxy visiting. Houston's on fire lately. Like, ah, I'm going to let you pick this one because I want my, my, my heart says Galaxy win. But I mean, Houston beat New England uh, down a man. They tied KC. Um, we did beat them pretty easily, dominated them two to one, though. But then they beat LAFC down a man the day before. So game before. Mm-hmm. Galaxy. It's got to be Galaxy, right? I honestly was probably going to say a draw or a loss. Yeah, let's go with draw. I, I, do, I do see Houston. Uh Taken off. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but uh, this game. is a month from now. And, yeah. But I also think if a draw and a loss happens back-to-back, Galaxy is not a team with fortitude. I think yeah, I don't yeah, think it'll true. be a win. I agree. Last game and, of the season. And Chicharito is hilariously bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, let's go a draw because, because okay. remember in that game against Houston, we absolutely dominated them. Mm-hmm. Like, their, okay. their goal was against the run of play, yeah. Got to keep moving. I hear you. All right. Real Salt Lake. So this, by the way, puts LA Galaxy at 48, but I have everything kind of lining up here. So Real Salt Lake and Austin. Austin's at home. Uh, Austin. That's a loss. Uh, Real Salt Lake at home against Cincinnati, who are in playoff position, by the way, in the East Coast. That was a surprise to me. And this is before or after that we play Cincinnati. Same week, it looks like. I don't have the dates on here, yeah, but my, it, my it, it's before lines up. It, it's the, ten days before. Um, Salt Lake, Cincinnati. Uh, wait, who did you say first? What do you mean? Who did I say first? Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, Salt Lake or Cincinnati? Yeah, Real Salt Lake is at home. Sorry, if that's I think what you mean. I think Salt Lake. Okay. I don't know. Uh, then we already have Galaxy losing to Salt Lake. 
Okay. That's what you said, right? Uh, so that goes to Real Salt Lake at home against Portland. Portland. Really? I mean, who's beating them? They're not losing. Yeah, I'm just, I hate to say it. I hate it. All right, oh, now we're on to it. Seattle. Seattle, Vancouver, Seattle visiting. This is our upcoming match. Yeah, that's that's a Seattle win. Come on. Here's our preview, guys. Seattle wins. All Yay. right. Seattle at home against Cincinnati. That's a win. Okay. KC, we're visiting. I think I said draw or loss before, but the way we've been playing, that's a win. Cameron did say KC was a win, actually, in our pre- couple episodes again uh, ago, but let's stick with it. I agree with that one. I, I mean, I'm not holding it against us to win out against our remaining schedule. We have Seattle at home, San Jose. I mean, San Jose final game wins of the season. season. Yeah, that's a win. So you think we're going to win out? Yeah, I think we are. Do you want points? If we play like we did today, there's no reason we shouldn't. Right. Nashville, yeah. that's the next team up. These next three teams, Nashville, Minnesota, Portland, have three games remaining. Mm-hmm. Austin at home against Nashville. It's in Austin? Or it's home it's in Austin. Austin. Yeah, so this yeah, is a Nashville segment, but it's right. uh, that home yeah, team. So is Austin the first. All right, so it's a loss to Nashville. Nashville at home against Houston. Nashville. LAFC at home against Nashville. This is a hard one, right? Because LAFC has been dropping points like mad. Yeah, they've been kind of funky. Uh, By how the way, I'm going to open a beer. This is fun. Yeah, more uh, I think LAFC win that one. Actually, no. I think it'll be, probably be a draw. I think yeah, they're going to want let's go a little bit more respect, but I think they're they've clinched. They've clinched, right? And they're. I think they're done. Uh, I don't know if they're done with Supporter Shield, but uh, I mean, they lost to Austin four one in Austin. Then they lost to Houston. Um, they lost to Dallas. They tied Minnesota. Um, yeah, they're stumbling right now. I don't think they're going to win the end of season on a loss. I think they're good enough to prevent a loss. I don't think they're going to win that. Nashville's a good team. We we, we can go with team. a draw and and uh, I mean helpful for Philly to get that supporter shield. They're they're currently two points ahead of LAFC in that category. Okay, okay. so we'll go with the draw. Yeah. All right, that puts them at fifty points. By the way, let me run through the totals that we have, and then I'll and then I'll rank them. But Galaxy forty eight, RSL forty nine, Seattle fifty one, Nashville fifty. Uh... All right, Minnesota, three games. They are visiting Kansas City. Oof. I mean, they tied LAFC today. They lost to Portland. They got blown out by Dallas. They got blown out by Salt Lake. I think I think it's Kansas City, man. Okay. San Jose at home. Minnesota visiting. Minnesota. I agree with that one. Um... Minnesota ends the season at home against Vancouver. Minnesota. All right. That gives them 51 points. Interesting. All right. Now, our hated rival to the south, Portland. They play the crew in Columbus. Uh, that's, I mean, I feel Caleb like... Caleb Porter, right? Yeah, that's a that's a big, a big matchup there. I mean, the Columbus, the Columbus are in the final playoff. The Columbus. They're in the final playoff spot. New England losing today was rough on them because they could have jumped up and uh, actually taken that seventh spot away, but then they lost today. So, um, you know, I think Columbus is in a bad run of form. 
they lost to Miami. They tied Montreal. They tied Chicago. Uh, they did beat Miami before, but then they tied Cincy and Atlanta. So uh, they have a lot of draws lately. I'm going to go draw. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. I don't think they'll lose, but that seems I, like, I mean, I'd I say that put myself in the shoes of either fan base with Caleb Porter, Savarese. It's like a, none other matches matter past or present. This is our past or future. This is like the, you know how crazy shit can happen. Yeah. When was the last uh, time so, Portland lost though? I mean, they lost, Oh, August, end of August. They lost to K. They got blown out by Casey. Which means they're due. All right, next one. (laughs) Portland at home against LAFC. Got to go Portland. It's at home. LAFC has been dropping matches like unbelievably a lot lately. So, yeah, I'm going Portland at home for that match. You think draw? You're against it? Uh, mainly because we already gave RSL the loss against Portland, which would put Portland at fifty-two points. Yeah, I mean Portland's already above the line, but we gotta whatever. go. We gotta go by the games. I mean, yeah, I hear you. All right, so we've ra- we've racked it up. They're at fifty-two. So let me take the points. Let's get them sorted. Ladies and gentlemen, your Seattle Sounders will finish the season. Sixth seed at 51 points. Nashville comes in at seventh at 50. Salt Lake and L.A. do not make it. 49 and 48 points, respectively. Portland, fourth seed, 51. Minnesota, 51. Uh, So we could technically be fifth seed. I don't know how the head-to-head went on the season. Seattle, Portland, or Seattle, Minnesota. But I don't give a crap. We're in the green, baby. You heard it here first. It's interesting, does... which, which I think every time I picked the t- the result that would have been worse for the Sounders, you moved it to it. A... So I would have thought. I think. I think under my scenario, if we went just by my picks, we're out. We just miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we need help. Here's what we need: if if Vancouver can beat Galaxy tomorrow, everything lines up for us. We just need Vancouver to do us a solid, man. Have some Cascadian pride. Get that win, Vancouver. Get that win. Let's see. I just did it in a little machine here. Yeah, it makes them even worse. It doesn't really affect anything else. LA is just at 45. Uh, Yeah, we're just not giving any love to LA pretty much. Yeah, see, I think think LA is the more... LA is the, like the erratic team, right? They they just have been ever since the the Beckham era ended, right? So there's a very high potential of losses when they should win and wins draws when they should win and all that random stuff. So although this is key, I gotta I gotta say this is key on us winning out, <laughs> right? But and very doable. Vancouver, Cincinnati, KC, and San Jose. If yeah, we are on our game, there's no reason we should. We should be favored in every one of those games. Exactly. Exactly. So this leads to, uh, uh, I'm going to challenge you right now, another Discord question. By the way, everyone, I keep saying Discord. What's Discord? It is a place where you can talk with fellow Scuttlebutters and Sounders fans, obviously. Uh, link is in the description. If you want a place that's outside of Twitter, which a lot of us do, jump on there. Um, Daniel, and what's his last name? Boniface. 
There you go. Uh, he, asks, <laughs> he asks us, what's uh, our biggest disappointments and biggest surprises this year in MLS? As a whole? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, have you, you, You've seen the question, so you've had some thoughts about it already. Why don't you start with your biggest disappointment? Uh, Got to be biased here, but I think even if I was working out of New York for MLS Soccer Soccer dot com or Major League Soccer Soccer, I ruined my joke. I'm sorry. Uh, if I even if I was unbiased, I'd say, man, the champions of Concacaf might not make the playoffs for the first time ever. Yeah. that's got to be my biggest disappointment. I think I'm going to agree with you on that. That that's the obvious one there. That's the obvious one, and then to be personal about it. We didn't beat Portland at all. Yeah. We didn't. We, we lost both. We didn't just not beat them. We lost both matches. So that's a bummer Wait, what, for me. What place did you have them finishing and us finishing in those standings? You still have them in front of it? Uh, well, yeah, LA Galaxy is the only one that got affected with my little change here. Portland ends up in fourth seed, 52 points. This is nothing to do with one, two, three. We didn't include them. I just kind of did the sandwich around us. So that's 52 points. They beat, they lose against the crew or draw against crew, beat LAFC and beat. And where are we? We're this, but we're not, we're fifth or sixth. So we didn't. Six seed. We wouldn't play them. them. We wouldn't play them then in, uh. In the first round, because I think Portland beats us if we play them in the playoffs. I'm not even thinking about what happens when we're in the playoffs, but <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can see where you're headed though. Uh, to have a, a treble, a treble loss, that'd be trouble. Um, <laughs> this voodoo's getting me. All right. So, so what's biggest your surprise? biggest disappointment? Oh, biggest! I I'm, I agree with you. It, it was oh, okay. It, this the fact that we've just fallen apart. Um, and, uh, and, and the fact that they made us look like jerks, we called what? this the greatest team in MLS. What, what did you say? The fact that they made us look like jerks. Oh, I think you said jerks. I don't know what that means. Maybe jerk, 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 <laughs> no. jerk, jerk, maybe. Okay. So, uh, you know. This is the greatest team in MLS history when they're playing together, and they're and it all fell apart. I hear you. But the biggest surprise, you know, it's it's got to be for me, and 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 maybe this is also a disappointment. That Joseph Martinez has again created problems with the manager, and yet some of the players are still backing him when it's clearly Pineda was in the right. This guy has had problems with manager after manager. He's a liability. There's no reason to have him in his lock in your locker room. He's absolutely toxic, and and um, uh, yeah. So the biggest surprise, and this isn't good surprise. It's just a surprise. Is that Pineda went in and took over a team that should have been good. And so maybe this is a disappointment and uh, it, it hasn't come about because of Joseph Martinez being such a cancer in the locker room. I would, I wasn't expecting you to go there. I, I could, and I didn't know that that, I don't know. Oh, it all just went off. Did, I don't dig game. into the stories of other clubs so much. I'm more of a, where's the standings and 
win loss. I think I followed it because it was Pineda, but uh, understandable. The, the yeah. original words were that they got into a fight, a fist fight Ooh. in the locker room. So I would not, I would not fight Pineda. Um, but if we're talking about actual biggest surprise, uh, I mean, I hate to make it about the Sounders again because uh, there there could be some other teams where we could go with this. I mean, I, I think the clear answer is this is Gareth Bale coming to the MLS. That oh, that is oh, my okay. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's great for the league. It's just not great for us. But Obed Vargas. Obed Vargas, 16-year-old kid. Yeah, he got hurt. But to be able to step into the shoes of an MVP candidate and see little to no drop-off was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And he played with. He played. He, he was playing in the in the run. Yeah. And just show up in the last, you know, sixty minutes of that match. Yeah, no, no. I totally agree. I agree with that. That's not my pick. Um, mine is Cincinnati. Mm, yeah, they're what? <laughs> they're. I mean, granted, it's the East. It's the East. But but Philly's good. Like usually, I think the East is horribly overrated. But Philly's actually good this year. But you're right, Cincinnati yeah, from bottom feeder to. To play well, I guess they still. They're not, finish. but they're not. They're not even at the. They're not. I think they're fifth seed. Six, six seed after six seed. Oh, but not yeah. seventh is my point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and um, you know, they're only back on wins, and there's still a bunch of games left. So who knows what could happen? But uh, but at this point, pretty surprised. Yeah. No. Great for them. You know, in a they, positive they way. It. They have some great fans. Um, they were such a laughing stock those early years. And they just those beat... early years last year, <laughs> last year and the year before. Have they been? This is our third year or second year? I I lose track. Uh, on Saturday, they beat San Jose six nothing. Damn. Yeah. So, and they've been draw city otherwise. Although they beat Philly three one at the beginning of August, who's the best team in the MLS? I think they could beat LAFC right now the way they're playing together. Um. Which is interesting. I think that's why the Seahawks won yesterday, because the C- you have a group of you, you you obviously replaced Russell, but you had a group of players that were part of the system and had already played together, minus the two rookie guards and the other mm. few rookies tackles. that they brought in. Uh, tackles, tackles, excuse me, yeah, and the other uh, rookies that they they brought in running back, but they slotted into the system, and, uh, and that Kenneth I think didn't play. I think that's why running back. Sorry, uh, it's not a Seahawks podcast. Play? No, I didn't play. Oh, whatever. I didn't watch it. I watched the first half. Recovering from a hernia surgery. Okay. Well, anyway, did Kobe Bryant play? That's what really matters. Yes, he did. Two fumble recoveries, and he wears number eight, and that's my number one basketball player of all time, so I'm definitely getting that jersey. But, Um, no, the Seahawks won because Denver is a brand-new system with a brand-new quarterback, a brand-new coach, new players across the board. Wouldn't call him a coach. He's just a human being with headsets on. Hey, he's going to be a great coach. Uh, unfortunately, he's Denver is in the hardest division in football. He Did made you a watch this decision. game? Yeah, we a, are not talking about Seahawks. We can't a, do it. He made a terrible decision. Russell Wilson still lit up uh, the Seahawks defense. but No, he, he played fantastic. Yeah. No, he did, actually did play fantastic. But, but anyway. But, but yeah. anyway, all new stuff for Broncos. They don't know how to play together. The Seahawks do. They gelled. They're good. I think that's, that's the difference between uh, – you know, a winning team and a losing team right now is, are you gelling and can your system uh, stay in place when you suffer injuries? And that is, I mean, that is 
that's got to be the spine, the crux of any professional team, of any yeah. sport, is gelling. As a team, as a, gelling like a felon, gelling like a felon, gelling like Magellan, but like that—that's that's it, right? I mean, I mean, the number greater, one. Uh, I think this was. Parts. I don't know what year this was. Maybe twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. One of those years when we were struggling, but we had a lot of injuries, uh, and then we got better at the end of the season. But the number one factor in uh, record is how many missed games for your starters. Yeah. The more missed games you started, the more games you lose. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we should move on um, to we have one more question, and we should okay. probably get through it. We kind of talked about it a little bit, um, yeah. but Rick has another one from the Discord. Does Smets roll with Leva and Atencio for the rest of the regular season? Like, or... I'm guessing, he, like, does he stick with that role? And what about CR, CR7, Christian, Christian Rodon, when he returns? I think that's what he's saying. Do, do we stick with Atencio and Leva with Rusnak, then pushed forward? Yes, is my answer, quickly. Yeah. However, I think, I then you throw in CR7 coming back. I think I bench Nico if I'm in that position. but You bench Nico? Yeah, I'm bringing Christian in that. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think... Schmetzer does that, but I think, yeah, based on quality of play recently, that's what I would do. Um, the I thing mean, Nico is, had a key role in both team goals, run and play goals. Both yeah, both I goals mean, don't happen without him. I think one goal doesn't happen without Atencio, and the other doesn't happen without um, Leva. So, same thing. Uh, but okay, hear me out. I, I he okay so he had Christian, one okay Christian game. for one of the kids. I, I, here's the thing: is Christian's not coming back in the regular season, um, so I wouldn't expect that. Uh, so at that point, it'd That's be a playoff. So, yeah, how long? How long has it been now? I don't I don't Three know the exact numbers, but it was basically like the the chances of him coming back regular season were, were slim. Okay, um, so should we just write him off? And then yeah, I think unless we're in the playoffs, we write him off for the rest of the season. If he can come back that last game, great. But here's the thing is he's not going to start. He's got to come on exactly. and get minutes. So he's going to be a bench player anyways if he even comes back. So I don't think we have to so worry about that. That clears I, it up. I think I, – but here's the thing is traditionally uh, Schmetzer goes with his guys over the hot hand. And I think that's to the detriment of the club. I was going to say that didn't work out. No, I didn't. Uh, and I don't know enough about Freddy Juarez's role to know that if he can step up and and change that, I would go. I would keep going with the boys in the back. Yeah, absolutely. They've earned it. Um, they're they're also hot right now. I would not mm-hmm. change a thing because we're playing well like this. Uh, I will say I love the fact that Juarez was off the bench, yelling at players, animated, actually giving instructions from the sideline the way you see Schmetzer do rather than just sitting back. So you're actually seeing him take a more forward role. And I wonder I like if that, that has something to do with like the resurgence as well, is that now we're finally seeing defined roles for some people that we didn't know where they were. And Schmetzer has said forever that he, his coach is coach and he is more of the, the gelatin. <laughs> we get back to gel and Magellan. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, but, Schmetzer but does get up and, and Juarez do that. During a game, I, I've never seen that. But yeah. like prior to, there was Pineda, Traore, right? 
Ezra. Yeah. So they they were vocal. They they were fully involved in decisions, and oh, Spencer almost defaulted to them. To uh, to you know you know your guys you know your except for exactly. the World Cup final, which is the point we're trying to make right now. No, so uh, I agree with you on that. that That's Mora, exciting. Though. We haven't seen that from Mora. So I, if he finally feels like he can step up. Um, that's a good sign for us. Yeah, I think you ride the hot, the both the hot hand and uh, the young kids. I mean, I we've got great players off the bench. You can see the difference Freddie Montero can make when he doesn't start, when he's just coming off the bench mm-hmm. and uh, has got that little bit of speed, but doesn't need to play. The Kellen Rowe thing. as well. Kellen, it, absolutely. I mean, having those two veteran players off the bench uh, is killer for us. So. They're not just veteran players. They're 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 above average MLS players. Yeah, that come off the bench, and when they come off the bench, it it it's it shocks the system of the other team. Yeah, they're easy. They're easy to control or uh, to adjust to or to, to to anticipate when you start when they start. Especially Freddie. I mean, Freddie just doesn't have the tank anymore to do yeah. what. You know what I mean? But yeah. when you give for 20, 30 minutes, he's a nuisance, and he's so freaking talented technically that you you have to you have to focus on him, and that's not somebody, something you want to do to a sub. <laughs> the opposite, the opposing team subs someone on, you don't want that to be something you have to focus on. Right. Right. So. No. So yeah, I'm riding the hot hand, uh, which is the young guys. Let's do it. I don't see any reason to change the lineup as it as it is, unless. They see something they can exploit in another team by changing um, the formation. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, because we haven't said it for a couple episodes, one, last game he couldn't play. Training injury, I think it was. Or, sorry, kid. Chew, my boy. Got some right. play time. And he, got a, he got a run out in this last game. But he was not uh, in the 18, the last one. Do you, was it an in- injury? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. know. I have no idea. I think, I I think they said it was an injury, but sometimes it's bunny ears injury. Um, anything can happen on the training ground, so I give it that. I still want the want him to succeed. He is very talented, very raw. Um, definitely not a starter on this team. The way we saw them play, he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit right now as a starter. But... Mm. Yeah. Based on what you just said, if there's something we can exploit, if we got a stagnant back line, if we have stiff left backs and right backs, he could exploit that. However, we saw him in that one game, the one game where he, uh, I I can't remember what game it was because I remember I had to go get a COVID test and I was all worried, but I was listening in the car. Remember that game where he was like torching the left back? Mm hmm. Or right back, excuse me, on the left. Well, he's on. He was on the left, torching the right back, and he yeah, had and, and Tevez scored. It was a Mexican national national team player. Yeah, I'm brain I, farting. Yeah, I'm voodooing well, right now. It is a but anyway, he he's got he's got the raw skill. It's just it's going to have to be tactfully tact tactfully. Wow, should end this. <laughs> tact. Well, I, I mean. If I drink water all day, that's always been a hard word for me to say. Tact, to, tactfully. Tactically? What are you trying to say? I guess that. Full of tact? Tactfully? 
Yeah, that's a hard. That's a hard tactically, word. Tactically, like using tactically. Tactic- I can say tactically. Is that okay. the is that way to say it? No, Tactic- I just I'm trying. Fully. What, what you have to use them in a tactful way. Is that what you're trying to say? There, I should have said that. There okay. we go. Just All break right, it, yeah. break I up mean, the word into a sentence. He needs to be in his right position. Yeah, you're right. Um, is he going to be in that position only if we're in a different setup? I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to see if he could slot in as a forward eventually. Right now, he can't. There's no way. But he'd, yeah, be, no. he'd be great as like with him, Jordan on top with their speed. Mm-hmm. That would no. Yeah, we just don't have the midfield for it right now. Yeah, maybe maybe uh-huh. JP next year. That could be some. I mean, seven figure player that we got to figure out how to use him. Otherwise, he's gone. And we yeah. put a lot of we paid a lot of money for him. So that's why that's why I have hope for him, and I like the guy. So anyway, I digress. We have to mention him since he, he's not been mentioned, and he's expensive. That's a good show. Yeah, man. We love you, listeners. Um, you know. Uh, go rate us five stars wherever you can. If you haven't done that yet, please on, on all platforms. It's really important uh, for us to get, get our show out there, have it grow, to have it uh, be something that, you know, right now it's, it, it is scuttlebutt. It's us. Uh, you're going to have to mark this one explicit shooting the shit while we're having beer, but this could be our job. Just give us five stars so we can start getting advertising. Yeah, or just like local sponsorship, and we get our good buddy James to yeah. speak on behalf for him. You know, you know what would be nice is if we had some uh, local beer companies that wanted us to talk about their beer live on the air. If they want to donate some cases to Scuttlebutt, you know. Interestingly enough, I live in a city, Everett, that has a share. A brewery shares the name of our podcast. People ask me, "Is it? Do you have any affiliation with Scuttlebutt Brewing?" No, <laughs> but we possibly could. Um, but anyway, yeah. No, sure anyway, we're we, do a we, podcast. We're going to go after them for exploiting our trademark. Exactly. I think we've got to yeah. find a lawyer, though. <laughs> Love y'all. Where can they I find agree you, with Cameron? Well, hold on. I agree with you. Come oh. rate us. Yeah. Give us reviews. Send us an email. We want to uh, find out how we can do better by you. And join us on the Discord, and we'll just talk to you straight straight to your face, your digital face. Yeah, that's right. But you can find me on Twitter, Aaron Lingley, A-A-R-O-N-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. Cameron, where can they find you? You can get me on both Instagram and Twitter, at LegalMindedPunk. And if you are not playing F1 Manager 22, you're missing out. Get on that, fools. Oh, you got it? Yeah. It is uh, hard. It's so hard. We'll talk about it. Yeah, you gotta mic. know what the hell you're doing, don't you? Yeah, we'll talk about it off mic. Hey, Jane, give it away. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? Seattle Sounders.
are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.